You're listening to The Freestyle Approach with Tracy Kafer and Finding Your Freestyle. This episode is called My Fear of the Forest. Hello guys, it's Tracy Kafer here with The Freestyle Approach, and today I'm going to do something a little bit different for me, and I'm going to go solo on this podcast for this episode, um, which is nice because it actually pushes me to tell my own stories, which is something I'm not necessarily as drawn to. Um, as flipping the mic around. So um, welcome. I hope you'll come along with me as I talk a little bit about what I did today that I'm a little bit afraid of and just working through something um, that makes me uncomfortable. So I just came off of a retreat in Sedona, Arizona. We had an amazing time, super challenging work, um, which is taking us in new directions. And that's very exciting. We also got really good feedback from the people who were in the experience um, and we'll definitely be back in Sedona in 2020. Um, The Sedona experience was this really cool integrated approach to body, mind and soul and even, you know, ancestral stuff. Um, And I brought a very talented facilitator um, to come and join us and she'll be joining us again next year. So... Um, with that said, of course, the retreat left me pretty exhausted when I, when I got home and this past week or so has been that multi-tiered event where you're trying to rest your body, sleep, and then recover all the different resources, things like wanting to, um, hang out with other people and create things and all the stuff that gets a little depleted when you put so much into a singular immersive event. Um, the reason I say this is because I had this desire growing in me to go out in the forest and, you know, those of you probably be familiar with the idea of forest bathing, but it has a lot of health benefits and it just feels really, really good. Um, and it gets you out into the beautiful world. And when I came back from Arizona, I realized that the foliage and the green up where I live here in New York has popped and I wanted to go out and see it. Um, this is such an exciting transition, um, to our summer Um, But unfortunately, or fortunately for me, it's a very rainy, rainy, muggy day. But hey, that's maybe why I married a Brit, is that I can learn to appreciate all kinds of weather, um, especially this kind of weather. So today I did find myself on my solo forest bathe, um, bath, if you will. Um, But it did not come without its challenges. And this is why I'm on here today to talk to you about my fear of being secluded in the forest. (laughs) This is a very real fear for me. And those of you who don't have an issue being alone in nature will probably laugh, you know, inside about how silly it is. Because, you know, you go out um, all the time without a problem. And there's not a lot of violence and crime out there on nature pathways. But um, I've been in Brooklyn for 13 years. And, um, you know, being alone on the street has its own discomfort. Um, so it feels the same to me when I'm out in nature, when there's a lot of sounds I don't recognize and it's the mysterious, you know, other world. Um, now I'm a nature lover and I love to be out, um, but I don't really do it by myself in a way that's not near any kind of people. And so I have a fear of it. Um, we're in a day and age and now where people are doing this less and less because of the information we have on just the shady shit that sometimes happens. Um, but I grew up, you know, in nature, running around in the forest and playing in the woods all the time with no problems. 
but I also have, you know, a story in my, in my psyche of a neighbor who was murdered in those woods. Someone who I saw running past our house to go to the woods to run and jog like every day. And of course I've carried that story, that horrible story and, um, just the nature of how it feels unsafe to be a woman, um, walking around alone. I mean, that's a thing. And those of you who feel that too, you can probably understand and know the feeling. But I wanted to go out. I wanted to go out and be alone in nature and to be quiet and to hear the sounds and to look at the colors and do all the things that are beautiful about being in this incredible place. But I procrastinated. I procrastinated for like three days on it. And today was the day. You know, I have a really busy schedule right now, but I try my best to discipline and make time for the things I know are just as important, which are things like downtime, things like rest, even when they're active. Um, It's so good for your creativity. It's so good for your um, ability to be present and to kind of resource from your own environment. You got to get in that present moment to make the energy that's available now available to your body, right? And when we're in work mode and we are... um, focused on past experiences, future experiences, um, and in thought processes that tether us to future or past, we aren't fully available to what energy and inspiration we have right now. Um, so this is one of the other reasons I knew I need to get out and go for a walk. (laughs) I spent two hours last night on hikethehudsonvalley.com, which is an incredible website that someone has looked like some, some individual has made to um, to just put an abundant resource online for problem solving with different trails, ratings on difficulty, you know, parking hints, all the things. And I found a couple trails that interested me and went to bed, you know, feeling like I had learned a little bit and might have a plan for the next day, although I couldn't make a choice because hashtag procrastination fear. Um, I woke up today and, you know, worked, found reasons not to go, um, but knew I was going to do it. And then probably quite synchronistically ended up popping on a couple minutes of the Brene Brown special on Netflix, which actually makes me really excited that that kind of content is going so mainstream. I think that's amazing. But it juiced me up, you know, listening to her talk about courage and vulnerability and all of the things that um, make me incredibly passionate. I got that pep in my step to get my hiking boots out, quickly change and um, get out the door. My dog Toto, who's this little old man, was so excited when he saw me going out. So I had to take him with me, which actually changed the course of my day to keep me more local because I'm more aware that the trails here are easy enough for him. He um, recently had a bilateral CCL rupture on both of his back legs. And so his knees are pretty shot. Um, but Hey, we all need to get out in nature. It doesn't matter if our bodies are able to walk or not. So, um, he did pretty well. He's sitting here beside me, completely soaked by the way, from the rain and looking kind of miserable actually. (laughs) But I know deep down buddy, you were excited to be there. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, I pull up to go on this little hiking trail. Um, This is a trailhead parking lot. It's really tiny. There's no one around. It's a crappy day. And then, lo and behold, the first challenge of the day, um, a car that looked full from what I could see in the tinted windows, pull up right next to me and park right next to me, but didn't get out of the car. 
And um, I have a lot of instincts for this stuff, and a lot of them are kind of fear projections. So I immediately had that thought process of like, ah, I thought I was going to be alone, and now there's people. What do they want? You know. I was in the entrance to the trailhead with Toto. He was kind of smelling all the smells that are at the beginning of a trail. And I had that first moment of wanting to eject from the experience, but I didn't. I walked into the trail, got in there about five minutes, and the group that had parked up next to me started entering the park, or entering the state park. Um, two of them, which were the first people leading off, were big guys, teenagers. They had their hoods up because it's kind of about to rain, but it caused all of the responses in my nervous system that would normally happen um, because I'm on a very narrow trail. There's no way forward or back that would allow me to leave the experience. So I felt all those feelings of being stuck and trapped. This might sound dramatic, but you know, when you have a fear, obviously those of you who are fearful of anything know it feels really, really big, even if big things aren't happening. Um, I turned and faced it head on and looked at the guys and was like, hi, um, you know, kind of half faking a sense of relaxation and calm and they immediately smiled and went hey and they would continue to walk forward um i imagine they were going in there to smoke weed or something and that's what it looked like and there was no problem um a girl walked shortly behind them with a big pit bull which actually put me really at ease as women do um i'm sure i don't have to repeat to all women out there who totally feel unsafe um in the proximity of strange men or men you do not know. Um, it's hard to explain this, explain this to my husband that we walk around with this pretty much 24 seven, um, because I think we're innately, um, aware of the primal fear of feeling like we can't defend ourselves physically. Um, so all of that's kind of washing through over the course of two seconds and, you know, they walked by, we had a quick chat about our dogs and that was it. I continued to walk on um, further into the forest and started to pour, actually. And that party of people um, walked back and double-backed and passed me again and I had a nice interaction with them, and I went on with my walk. I'm really glad that happened because that was one of the fears that I had is what, what happens when you are in the middle of nowhere, not near any civilization, and you come up against someone you don't know, and you just have to be okay with it because it's okay. I'm glad I had to, to deal with that because one of the things I need um, to do in order to make progress on this is to condition myself that these experiences are normal and that they are safe. Um, so I'm quite proud. I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of Toto. <laughs> and we kept walking in the forest and it was beautiful. And I had kind of a mild discomfort the whole time, which is something I'm now learning is going to be a part of my experience until it's not. Um, you know, I do a lot of orientation where I turn my head actively and look around at things in order to, um, remind my body that it's safe. And these are, these are actually really powerful techniques you can use when you're uncomfortable. Um, and it was beautiful. It was beautiful. There's all these down trees around and everything's really popping green. And there was a beautiful bubbling brook. Um, and it was lovely, but I was still afraid pretty much the whole time, even mildly. And it didn't go as far as I'd like. And I think the rain and my miserable wet dog um, shortened that walk. But I know I'm not, it will not be my last. And 
I want to be able to go out wherever I want to go, wherever I feel curious to go, and not feel afraid for my safety, um, you know, in reason, within reason. Um, I've had a lot of conversations with my husband, who's more of that traditional protector energy, you know, very healthy male protector energy. And I've had a lot of chats with him about it, trying to make him um, kind of understand what it feels like for me, because he doesn't have any of these feelings. And um, it's been really good. It's been really good. And this was a very small but big accomplishment today. And this is not my last walk secluded alone in a forest. I'd love to know um, if you guys have any fears with being secluded in nature and what do you do about it, you know? Um, And what are you slightly or largely afraid of that you want to engage and how can you engage with it um, with maybe small steps first? And why should you do that? I think there's a lot of benefit to approaching things we're afraid of um, and to do it in ways that allow you to titrate in and out and not just immersing yourself in a, in a situation that you're terrified of, but just kind of climbing that mountain slowly to get to the top. And so here I am sitting in the car drying off. I'm feeling really proud of myself. Um, this is definitely a vulnerable share for me, but I'm happy to do it. Uh, I think it's very synchronized with the post I made today on Instagram about cultivating a sense of freedom, working with the unknown and finding um, creativity flow and yourself, your truth in it, and that these things are vehicles for uh, the sense of freedom in our lives. And it's not coincidence that I wrote that today and then had this experience. Um, I know that many of us out there who are creators and everyone's a creator to a certain degree, right? Um, in their working lives. But, um, as like a core value of mine of being a creator, our own growth process is completely entwined in what it is that we create. And so I'm not only doing this for my own enjoyment, but I'm doing this to strengthen that voice and to take up more space and to step into, dare I say it, step into my power. Um, Oh, the cliches. That's it for now. Uh, I have a retreat, a a highly dance-driven retreat in two weeks, and there's two spots. I have to shamelessly plug this because I would love to have you there if this is something that you need and you want to work on this. And we're going to be working on um, the, the art of freestyle, um, you know, in all of its manifestations and a lot of it's going to be dance driven. And so if you feel like dancing and you want to be in a space where you feel, um, both safe and empowered to try new things, um, I'm, I'm really confident that I have cultivated a space that really gives permission for, um, for growth and for, Um, acceptance and all of the things that are important for a freestyle practice. And I'd be happy to help you and to have an amazing experience with you. That's it for now. Um, Toto says bye. (laughs) God, he looks so sad. Um, Thank you guys for listening and I appreciate you. And tune in next. Um, We'll be dropping a podcast from a jewelry maker who I adore. Bye guys. Have a nice spring
day. You've been listening to the Finding Your Freestyle podcast. To learn more about Finding Your Freestyle, visit our website at www.findingyourfreestyle.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook under Finding Your Freestyle.